Bookie. Hello there and welcome to the Fox Den. Nistu Anagok Biksipidaki. I am Andrea Truejoy Fox, your host for Talks with a Fox. I'm happy you have joined me on this colorful adventure of self-discovery and lifelong learning. Throughout my journey, I have met some amazing human beings who are living inspirational and intentional lives as they fulfill their purpose and share their gifts with the world. I am excited to share these conversations with you, as well as some stories from my life as a Blackfoot woman, Nitsitabiaki, and as a teacher and artist who is navigating through this exciting and beautiful world we live in, challenges and all. So grab a tea or coffee and get ready to feel inspired as you reflect on your own exciting journey and your connection to the world. We are in this together, and there is so much for us to learn and share. Let's do this. I just want to thank you for following this wonderful journey and for connecting with Talks with a Fox on all of our social media and liking and commenting on our page. We appreciate all the inquiries that we have received regarding how you can further support Talks with a Fox podcast. So we have gone ahead and set up a Patreon account where you can subscribe and support the podcast. Feel free to go to patreon.com forward slash talks with a fox podcast. There's also a link to the Patreon page on our Buzzsprout page where you can donate the amount of your choosing. It means so much to me that you are on this journey with us. Hello, everybody. I am Andrea Truejoy Fox, your host for Talks with a Fox podcast. And this morning, I have the joy of speaking to a lovely Blackfoot woman from Bigani and Agana, which is also my tribe. Uh, her name is Mason Morning Bull, and she is has an incredible lineup of amazing accomplishments that she has already achieved in her in her life so far, and she's just getting started. There's so much to talk about with her today, and we're going to hear about her journey through education, leadership, and sports, hockey, and basketball. So before I give too much away, I want to give Mason a warm welcome. Hello, Oki Mason. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me this morning. Um, I've been pretty good, just, you know, trying to get into a routine with, like, school and school being in all, online and stuff. But I've been pretty good. How are you? Wow. I, I can only imagine how things are going with this whole um, life of COVID that we're all still learning to adapt to. And you're in university, so I imagine things are looking a lot different for you than they did maybe last year. Um, I'm doing great. You know, um, the sun is shining. It's a beautiful fall day. I just love the fall, by the way. I love the colors and how everything changes. You know, I, I embrace change. I've learned to embrace change. Um, the older I get, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Like when I go for my drives to like practice or wherever workout or just for a drive, I'm like driving. I'm like, it's so pretty. Like I love how it's like yellow, orange, red. So I love fall too. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of, um, you had a workout this morning. How was that? <laughs> um, it was good. I went a little earlier so I can, um, you know, come here and do the podcast. And then after I can get some homework done before practice, um, it was good. It was just a quick little, you know, workout, gonna get sweat in. Um, I tried nice. to get into the gym workout wise twice a week and shooting wise a couple times a week, just outside of my practice time, just to stay fit and get myself, feel myself ready. Wow. That's great. And a lot of discipline, I imagine. Uh, I mean, you're, you're at the university level of playing basketball. Um, so yeah, kudos to you for having that discipline because, you know, I can imagine balancing that with school and of course, everything else in your life is not always the most easiest thing to do, but you're doing it. And I think that's great. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's definitely been an adjustment for myself moving from, you know, college to university, um, just with the workload. So, um, really getting on a routine has really helped me, you know, like not sleeping in, you know, waking up, getting a workout really helps me wake up. So then I am able to, you know, do some homework before class quarter practice you know hang out whatever I do and then after practice and then you know do some homework so being on a routine really helps being disciplined with your time management and just keeping a flow and on top of things Mm, yes and time management is definitely a really important skill to have for anybody and everyone I would say and again being a university student and then doing your sports and that's great. Speaking of, you have started your journey, I would say at a very early age, which is very admirable, your journey in leadership. As I learned more about you, I can see that you were receiving leadership recognition and award from your peers, I mean, sorry, you, that you exemplified leadership among your peers in grade nine. Like when you think about it, grade nine people, students are usually 14, 15 years old. And that's actually a grade that one of the grades that I've taught and oh my gosh, grade nine, (laughs) what a wild bunch, what a wild age, because you're new into adolescence and you're starting to figure yourself out and everything that comes with that. And here you are being a responsible adolescent and tuning into your leadership skills. What started that for you, I guess? Um, I think like at a younger age, I was really open up to trying new things. and I still am. Um, and just like, I was always really a friendly kind of like person. I I knew everybody. Um, so when I would try new things, like I would always have friends like wherever I was going like you know what I mean so I think when I started Mm -hmm. like be a leader and start to like say like oh you know we're having this fundraiser at school you guys should come and because I had friends I'd be like yeah I go all my friends be like come to the gym today we're we're having a candy fair like we're having a bake sale for for this type of fundraiser and they'd be like yeah we'll come so I think that's really where my leadership stemmed from and um yeah, I think I just wanted to try new things and just 
being who I am, I just reached out to the people I knew. And I think that's where it kind of started. Um, it was kind of a long time ago thinking about it of exactly how it started. But I remember doing those things in like grade nine and taking leadership classes and like helping around the school, like helping clean, helping, you know, younger kids. So I think that's where it started stemmed from. Wow. Yes. That's, that's wonderful. I mean, you know, your peers seeing you do that, I'm sure you inspired many others and those younger and even older than you, when you started out your, you know, really tapping into your leadership skills. And that takes a lot of confidence. It takes confidence and Mm -hmm. a desire to, like you said, try new things. And I think that's a golden rule in life, you know, is to always be open to trying new things. And the fact that you're still trying new things says a lot about who you are. So your Blackfoot name is Tsinamaki. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. I understand it has a connection to you, one of your grandmothers. It was one of my grandmother's um, name. And then my grandma Doris, when she gave me the name, she said that this name came to her. And so... That's kind of how um, it came to me. Um, it just means like gathering emony in a bush. So I'm really glad that I got that name and I can carry it down. And I know there's a lot more that I want to learn about about my name and stuff. So I'm just that's just a gist that I've know. So I'm really glad that you know it's it's coming back to me and then I can relive that in my life and you know be proud of who I am. Yes, that's names are so important and. Mm-hmm. It's always such a blessing for our youth to to have a name, mm-hmm. a Blackfoot name, or for any other youth from different Indigenous communities and tribes, is to have those names. I think it brings something to who you are and how you walk into this world. And that connection to your great-great-grandmother is just incredible. To capture the enemy in a wooded area, that's that's actually a very powerful name. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of the like older names, so I can see how, yeah. Yes, oh yes, definitely. So Mason, tell me how you became involved with the Calgary Stampede's Elbow River Camp. Well, my grandma, Doris Miniguns, uh, she she was a teepee owner before she, um, the late Doris Miniguns, I should say. And then it got passed down to my cousin Charity, she's a teepee owner now. So just being with them, I would always help them, you know, with the shows that they needed. Like we had the, each TP needed a, a dancer for performances. So if they needed a dancer, I'd come, I'd go dance for them. I'd go downtown to the our morning parades and dance. Um, and then as I got older and I started to ride more, I was in the morning parades, you know, riding downtown in the main parade. Um just doing the different performances that were needed, and I would just go where I needed to be just to be helpful. Um, and then as I also got older, I tried to help more as in, like, you know, doing more for my, like, for my family, um, whatever they needed help, like setting up the TP, um, open TP. So just, like, being helpful around is what I've kind of been doing for the Stampede. Okay, yes. Um, and so what style do you dance for powwow style? Um, I'm a fancy dancer. Awesome. (laughs) And who taught you how to dance or where or when, how did you learn to dance? When I was young, my mom, you know, she'd always, we'd always go to powers and I'd always be dancing. Um, 
as long as I can remember. Um, I think it was just me, um, you know, watching, watching other dancers, um, also dancing myself and always being around, you know, the powwow, going to different powwows and traveling. So I think it was just being around it really helped me learn how to dance and stuff and be within the powwow. So that's where mm-hmm. I'm from. Yeah. Wow. And you were Miss Junior and Senior Begunny Princess. Is that right? Uh, yes, I was. Also, I think that's what also led to like being a leader too. Is when I got when I was Miss Begunny Senior and Junior, I was able to like I knew I had kind of had like a platform of where like younger girls were going to be watching me, whether I liked it or not. So I think just being a good role model and a good leader with those platforms. It's really, really helped me along, you know, growing up and stuff. Mm -hmm. And what would you tell, like, if you had a chance to, or maybe you already have when you speak to people um, thinking of youth, children and youth, what would you tell maybe a young person who is, let's say, 10 years old, who is pretty much starting out on their journey of, you know, if they're going to think of moving into leadership, um, what would you tell them? Um, well, I would just tell them to, you know, just be open up to anything. Um, you know, don't be shy, you know, just step out of your comfort zone because when that's when you do that, that's when, you know, great things happen. That's when you meet great people. That's when you, you know, make great memories. So just being open to stuff, um, trying new things, like, it doesn't just have to be sports. Like, you know, it can be art. It could be anything out there. And just once you find something that you love to do, you know, and passionate about, just keep doing that. So I think as a young age, just being open to stuff, being kind, um, and just stepping out of your comfort zone, I'd say. I just like to tell kids that. And that school is important. That school takes you anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very wise words. Mason, you're a very wise lady. (laughs) It says a lot about where you come from and your parents and how you were raised. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, I really just appreciate how I've been able to connect with you. Thanks to your mom, your mother, Shauna Morningville. Yeah, I'm just, I'm so grateful she connected us. Shauna and I met around I would say 10 years ago or so, I was invited to speak at one of the Community Futures Treaty 7 Youth Entrepreneur Camps. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and I that's where I met her and I remember who she is and how how amazing that camp was for people in our communities wanting to explore their entrepreneurial skills and goals. So yeah, I'm just, I'm glad we've connected since then. And just to credit your, both your parents. So your parents are Shauna Morningbull and Wade Ben. I think they've done an incredible job of how they've raised you and I'm sure you're making them very proud Um, I mean, I look at your long list of achievements. It's amazing. And yeah, it's not surprising because, you know, as a teacher, I'm always just, I'm never surprised at what youth are capable of doing because youth can do incredible things. You know, I, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can always accomplish things that you set your mind to. And you are an example of that. 
like so many other young people. And I think it's amazing. You, I'm just looking at your amazing list of accomplishments here. You received the 2015 Calgary Aboriginal Youth Achievement Award from Mayor Nenshi. Tell me about that. What is that award based on? He just wanted to recognize um, youth and what they've done, you know, school-wise, sports-wise, community-wise. It was along those lines. Um, it was really cool to get that award. I know there was a lot of youth that get that award. So, And having, like, a little ceremony at the city hall and, you know, uh, getting to get uh, get my award by Nenshi. Yeah, so that's a cool award. And I think now they've real that award has really like grown over the years so they give it to youth they give it to you know adults just whenever they see something that's like a person has achieved or doing well in the community I think that's where they want to kind of highlight it yes and those are important it is important because it's encouraging and it's also I would think a wonderful way for leaders like Marin and she to connect with our Indigenous communities. Mm-hmm. I mean, how cool is that? You 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 know him and the things that he's accomplished as a city a leader in politics and leadership as a whole. He's truly an ally to Indigenous people. Yeah, well, congratulations on that. I know I'm five years late <laughs> on that, <laughs> but really, that's that's incredible. And I'm sure there was a large list of applicants or candidates for that award and and you received it and rightfully so because I look at everything you're doing and I think it's incredible and speaking of so you my understanding is that you have two sports that you're especially passionate about and have done amazing things in such as basketball and hockey is that right uh yeah well growing up I was really passionate about both sports I played hockey and basketball I mean, growing up, up, like, from being really young to about 12, 14, I played, like, a lot of sports. My mom was really getting me into, like, different things. Like, I was in Aikido, figure skating, piano, band, um, track and field, badminton, volleyball. Like, I was in a lot of sports. Um, But, like, as I got older, I really was really passionate about hockey and basketball. And then as I got older, older, and then I got towards, like, you know, I can play post-secondary basketball. I had more opportunity, and I I liked it a little more. And so I chose basketball. So out of high school, I chose to be a basketball player. But, you know, here and there, I'll play in, like, like provincials when I was of age, um, treaties. Um, but now I just play tournaments, but I still love it. I still, you know, watch it on the TV. I still want to go play. So, but I'm... That's hockey, right? That's hockey, yeah. But right now I, I just play basketball. That's my main focus. Um, I'm almost done my athletic, uh, my my college career. So just trying to get better and have a good couple, last couple of years of playing basketball. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, just listening to you list all the sports and extracurricular music that you were involved in, that's amazing. And it's wonderful when parents are able to let their children explore different areas of, like you said, different types of sports or different types of extracurricular activities like music. And then like yourself, you end up, as you continue on in that journey of exploration, you start to develop and decide what area you have some 
specialized skills in and where you'd like to focus more on? Because I think a conversation that I've heard other coaches talk about, uh, I'm a cross-country coach and I've coached some basketball uh, high school boys and oh my gosh, <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> You need to start coaching some girls. I think it'd be... Yes! (laughs) I can see the difference, for sure. (laughs) Um, Boy, did they test me. But yeah, you know, a lot of coaches have talked about how we're kind of in an era of children and youth just really being one sport focused Mm -hmm. and how that doesn't always necessarily benefit them because as you, I'm sure you know this too well, as you play different sports, you move your body differently and you develop skills that, you know, maybe you're not a figure skater anymore, but you, I'm sure you used those skills even in your hockey. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've heard of hockey players, professional hockey players. Some of them have taken, taken up figure skating, to enhance their their skills on the ice as in hockey so um yeah that's 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 I think that's if more parents can do that allow their children to explore different sports and um different skills and I'm sorry different areas of interest like even music they're going to find out that will help them discover what they become more passionate about like yourself and yeah that's amazing and I'm not surprised because like I said knowing your mom she's just super supportive and still very supportive from my understanding and that's incredible you know and I'm sure your dad is as well yeah okay so first of all I can't skate worth anything (laughs) I I tried in elementary, but here's the funny thing. So I'm sure maybe you can relate because it's my understanding you're tall too. I beg to differ. Like, you know, the last time I got my height measured, I was just under six feet, but I'm going to round up to six feet. Okay. (laughs) You got to round up, not down. (laughs) And yeah, yeah, so I'm sure you can relate. You were probably growing too fast for your clothing, too fast for your shoes. And probably (laughs) were you one of the ones who were always taller than everybody in your class pictures or, you know, and in, in especially when you get to junior high where you just grow fast. Yeah, yeah. I was always tall. Um, and then I remember in, like, elementary, I, you know, like, tallest people stand in the back while I was, like, <laughs> because I was too tall and it just looked, I think, that made the picture look weird. So I was always sitting in, like, the front row with, like, small people. <laughs> um <laughs> But I mean, I mean, I was just a kid. Like, oh, it's picture day. I wear my best outfit. Like, take my picture. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, tall, and then I got to junior high, and I was, I was taller than you know everybody, even boys and everybody. So yes. that was nice. I think that was like my glory days of being tall. I was like, yeah, I'm the tallest person. Um, and then I got to high school, and then everyone got tall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Well, especially the boys, suddenly they hit a growth spurt, right? Yeah. And then, like, especially playing basketball, like, I was tall, and then you get to high school, you start playing club, you start playing competitively, and then you're like, yeah, I'm not that tall. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> like six foot, like I'm wishing I was six four, like, you know, but. Yes. <laughs> so oh. it, it, being tall is nice, but it's like sometimes you're like, oh, I wish I was taller. Yes. Oh, I love that. You are just, you're rocking your height. And yes, yeah. um, my sister was always on my case growing up. She was like, whatever you do, do not slump. You know, don't be one of those tall girls that are trying to appear shorter and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So posture. But it's like, it's hard because it's like your friends are small. So you're like, you just yes kind of chill trying to like kind of you know but you're not meaning to because I remember like I'd go home I'd come home I'd go to my grandparents and be like don't slouch and I'd be like oh I didn't notice yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yes um I had these two friends in high school and in college and they were uh, twins, identical twins uh, from El Salvador, mm-hmm. and Mari and Liliana. And you know, they were usually one was usually on the left side of me and the right side. And there we were walking. You know, I'm super tall, and they're kind of the opposite. And you know, it just it was funny. But I just learned to just embrace my height. As you get older, you you know, you just become more comfortable in your skin, really. And yeah, it's like, I'm not going to shrink myself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, I think I missed out on hockey. This is my, this is the story I tell myself. So I don't feel so terrible about not being able to skate considering it's like a national sport in Canada and basically everybody and anyone that I know can skate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, is yeah. So my feet were always growing so fast too. my legs and my feet and my parents bought me skates, but I grew out of them. And then whenever the school would go to the skating rink for, you know, the, the winter activities, you would borrow skates and they never had my size in the girl, in the female skates, you know, and there I would be just like, sitting along the sides and, or I would still get to go out on the ice, but in my shoes. And, (laughs) um, and then I didn't have very good balance at the time. I mean, I was clumsy and all that good stuff, but yeah, that's my story. Why I never became a professional hockey player. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you, but you did play for, uh, the Calgary girls hockey midget team. And you also mentioned you played for treaties. Um, and then you've had other teams, you know, seek you out. Um, looks like you won the, let's see here. Yeah. You won gold all throughout Alberta treaty hockey in 2016, 15 and 14. Yeah. Glory days. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll insert the crowd here right yeah. there. <laughs> Oh, um, okay. And then, but basketball won you over. Okay. I have to know who were your b-ball heroes growing up? It's so weird because like, I love basketball and I love playing, but I don't, I watch hockey more than I watch, uh, basketball and especially growing up. Um, but as I got into, you know, you know, kind of like kind of when I got into the transition of like playing elite club bas- uh, basketball in high school to coming into college, I really started to watch 
a lot of like women basketball. Um, mm. And that's what I like to watch. So I'll either watch like women basketball, women's college, or the, the WNBA, or I'll watch hockey. So um, I think over the past couple of years, I've really, really liked to watch like Nafisa Collier. I think I love the way she plays. We play kind of a similar. Um, similar type, so I love watching her. She's probably my favorite player as of right now and back when I was nice. younger. Um, I love watching, like, Candace Parker. Um, right now, I like watching Asia Wilson. So, like, there's just big names that I've really tried to watch, really trying to, like, watch what they do on the court, how they are athletes, how they are off the court. So that's mm. who I've been watching lately and also growing up, too. Yes. Wow. I, I love how you mentioned not just on the court, but, you know, how are they performing off the court, so to speak, you know, because it's about character too. You know, we can be really skilled and talented and amazing at something like, say, sports. It's also that leadership, what you're doing when you're not doing what you love doing. If they are in a leadership role or you know, a role model, if you will. Mm-hmm. Move over NBA, hello, WNBA. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, growing up, for me, I was in high school, junior high, the end of junior high into high school when the WNBA was formed. And my hero at the time was Lisa Leslie. Yeah. I just, I loved watching her play and she was just, I loved her attitude and her fierceness and yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a commentator now, and she's really, she's really funny. I like when she commentates. It is so smart, <laughs> so smart. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. She's a she's a leader for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right now, where are you playing, and what position do you play? I just recently joined the St. Mary's University um, women's basketball team, so I'm there right now, and I'm going to school there, and I am forward. Yeah, so I'm a forward. But before that, I spent two years at Old College. And I, when I was playing there, I was kind of like a 3-4-5, if you know those positions. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've kind of been like as like a forward, but I can come off the wing. So, But right now, just because of the team and, the, and where I'm at, I fit better as a center, as a forward. So that's what I'm going to be playing for the next year or two. Good. Okay. Great. Um, St. Mary's University. Wonderful. I actually, I never knew about them until I was invited to attend a meeting there. And I was like, wow, why didn't I know about this university? What do you enjoy about going to school there? Well, it's a very small school. My high school was bigger, not going to lie. <laughs> okay. I just like the community, how small it is. Um, and you really get that one-on-one Um and it's also really known for their like education program and their history program. So I mean, I'm just starting there, and I've have classes online, so I haven't really been to the school. I haven't really um, been there, uh, so I can't say much. But I just like the idea that it was a smaller school, and that I could eventually get my education degree there and play basketball at the same time. The basketball team we're still in the ACAC. So I've been playing against St. Mary's and I know some of the girls. So it's been really, so far it's been really good, really welcoming. So I like that. Um, I like, I like going to school where there's a community because that kind of helps me be a better student is knowing that you have support 
Yes. Oh, that's so important support and community. Yeah. You, you, you touched on some very, you mentioned some very important things that I believe as a teacher attribute to a student success is sense Mm -hmm. of connection and community and support. That's, that's wonderful. And yes, so many great things can happen in, I always say in smaller places Mm -hmm. and there's, there is really, there's such a benefit to having smaller classes too, because from a teacher's perspective, yes, it affords you more time to get to know your students and have maybe more one-on-one time. And also, for, from a student perspective, yeah, you, you don't feel like you're just a number in a huge sea of other students, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I really liked the campus when I, when I went there. I, th- I thought, wow, this is a really nice campus. So that's, that's wonderful. So you just started this September, right? Mm-hmm. And because of COVID, every, yeah, I, I think everybody's pretty much online with post-secondary education. Yeah. It's nice sometimes, but it's also like challenging. You have to adapt for sure. Um, I actually, Mm -hmm. I worked from home all summer. It was online. It was connecting. So I was connecting with like different people online and doing my work online, asking for help online. So I think that really helped me to be like, you know, this is what I have to do online. Like I need to be, you know, prepared I need this is I need to you know email them my emails had to be a little bit stronger um and connecting making sure I knew how to use all the different platforms so it is a little tough working from home and uh, it's not like you can't just simply ask a question you kind of have to go through like type yeah I need a question or you know email um or go to mm-hmm. hours so but it's also nice because you are home you're you know you just it's nice. It's, it's, has its pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, sounds like you're adapting well to it, which I'm sure that helped prepare you for this semester of online classes. And yeah, you can go to class in your pajamas <laughs> if you want. <laughs> One of my professors, he wants the cameras turned on for attendance. Uh huh. So sometimes when I have that class, I just put on a nice shirt, brush my hair a little. <laughs> <laughs> sweatpants on the bottom and, you know. <laughs> and then the camera comes off and then I'm back to just hanging out okay so you are a rebounder a defensive player I love that just looking at some of your stats from last season you were third in defensive rebounds and steals in steals and eighth in defensive offensive rebounds in the North and South regions. Congratulations, because I always say the game is won under the boards. Okay. If you're not crashing those boards, fighting for for it, you know, it's it's pretty hard to win the game because you know a lot of the work happens under the boards. So what are you thinking when you're, you know, in that defensive mode what what are some thoughts that go through your mind and especially when you're you're matched up with another girl who may be taller than you or just just as a playing as aggressive as you are well there's a quote by pat summit she used to work at um a coach at a university of tennessee i think and her quote was defense wins games offensive sells tickets but rebounds wins championships Yes. I've really, like, learned by that. Um, but playing against, trying to play defense, I just, like, you know, try to get some stops. I think 
for me, I think my defense kind of leads to, you know, offense, especially if you're playing like a really fast game, you want to get some stops. So just, you know, trying to like play my good, play good defense. Um, and if I'm going against someone taller, obviously it's hard. It's a bigger battle, you know, having to box out, putting body, that kind of stuff. Like sometimes after games, it's sore. My body feels like it's a bruise because of all the body. You just have to work hard, you know, always, you know, just have to have an urgency um, kind of for the ball, feel for the ball, play defense that way. I don't know what I think about on defense. I just try get stops. <laughs> <laughs> You just get in there and get it done. (laughs) Nice. Do you have any idea of, or a couple ideas of what you might want to do after you graduate from university? Well, right now I'm in the the general arts degree program at St. Mary's. I think after that, if I don't want to go back into business, I think I kind of want to go into like the education stream. But I think after this general arts degree program, if I'm still kind of, you know, leaning towards business, leaning towards um, management, HR, I think I might get a business degree and then start working in the business field again. But right now I'm just kind of like, I've done the business and I do love business and I do I like the managing part. I like working with people, the way people work in environments. Um, so the HR kind of standpoint of it, I like. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm like, I kind of like working with kids. I kind of like, I don't know. Like, I kind of like the idea of education. So that's why I kind of went to the general art degree program, just kind of open it up a little. And I think, and it really has opened me up. Like, even just this semester, like, when I was at college, when I was at state, it was just classes that I needed within my business program. That's all I took. Mm-hmm. Like it was just business, business, business. Um, but here it's like, I get a, a variety of like history, social justice, anything like a different kind of history. So it's like sociology. So it's really nice to like have that like around it where I can kind of pick where I want to go. So I think it's either going to be, it's weird because it's like business is like so different than education, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I like them both, but I think, this will really help me kind of see where I want to go. Let's say you go into education and then you become a principal at some point down the road, or you get designated a leadership role as a teacher in, you know, the school that you're working in. Well, even those human resource skills, those can come into, Mm -hmm. those are handy to have because you're working with people. Yeah. So that's, that's very interesting, two very interesting areas that you are exploring. And I always say too, we can't have enough. We can never have enough indigenous teachers. (laughs) Either way, Mason, I know that you're going to do some, continue to do some amazing things, you know, whether you do go into teaching or education and, or continue on the business journey. Thank you. Education is the new Buffalo. So, um, my hats go off to you for continuing to take charge of your learning journey and your leadership journey. And there are many other young people that I know are looking to you for that mentorship and leadership because we need to continue to see each other succeed. I think that's so important. So I'm really proud of you. I want to say Mason, and I know you're making your community really proud. And of course your family and your coaches too. It sounds like you've had some really supportive coaches in your sports career. Yeah. I've had a really good support system. I think, um, it might come up and I'm really thankful for all of them. 
Um, they've always supported me. They've always been there. They've always talked to me. So I'm really glad of the support system I have, whether it's, like you said, my mom, my grandparents, especially, um, coaches, friends. So yeah, having a support system is really nice. Mm, That's good to hear. Okay. So we are now at the time where we do the final four. <laughs> okay, so the final four is where I ask the guests four questions. And, you know, usually when we do our back and forth and I let you know kind of the areas that I'd love to talk to you about before we do the recordings, you kind of have an idea. Whereas with the final four, I just we just get to have fun and I get to ask you basically anything. And you just have to be ready for what I ask you. <laughs> Are you ready for that? Yeah. Okay, awesome. First question of the final four. If you weren't playing basketball, what would you be doing instead? If I weren't playing basketball, I'd probably be playing hockey. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'd probably just be, you know, going to school. Um, I don't think I would have gone the route of the route of school I would have but I've definitely would have been in school um and playing hockey okay that well that's no surprise really actually mm-hmm. <laughs> um okay yes hockey or basketball all right um okay uh next question number two of the final four who is one of your biggest inspirations in life like personally, I think it's gonna be like my mom or my grandpa. You know, they've really worked hard in their life, um, for their family and what and what they do in their career. Um, and this, especially how they are to different people, how kind and helping they are to other people and stuff. So I think being like them would be is like is one of my goals to have a, like a good life that they've carved for you know myself and my sister. So. Um, you know, they're big inspirations for myself, and I really enjoy having them in my life, and I'm so thankful for them. Mm, beautiful, and how wonderful, because I know they're going to get a chance to check out this podcast. I know your mom will be probably one of the first people to download it when it's released. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think that's wonderful, a wonderful way to honor her, and of course, your grandfather, you know, and wow, Beautiful. Okay, so I have to know, what is one of your favorite meals, all-time favorite meals? A poutine, I think, is my all-time go-to. It's a poutine, for sure. Um, nice. Yeah, I really like the hockey ring poutines. Those are good. Home time. I okay. We went to Quebec, actually. <laughs> they were like, you have to try the poutine here. It's the best poutine ever. I was like eating, and I was like, I've had way better back home. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask you who makes the best poutine and well there's something about hockey fries you know hockey rink fries exactly so yeah nice (laughs) okay Quebec listeners you have to step up that poutine (laughs) (laughs) oh okay please finish this sentence for your fourth question of the final four leadership is it's important, I think. I think it's important to have leadership um, because leadership isn't something that's like, you know, you're appointed. Leadership is something that you've done, that you know that you've done right, and that people are going to follow. And people are going to follow you because you are doing things right. You are 
you know, whatever you're doing, you know, you're doing it right. You're doing all the steps to get to the point of being a good leader. And that's what people see and they want to follow you. So I think leadership is important. Like, um, for example, on my basketball team, you know, being a good leader, I have to, you know, I have to get into the gym. I have to, you know, bring myself my body right. I have to eat right. You know, I have to be good in the classroom. And I want, and I want like the, like my rookies, I want the younger, the first years to look up to me and be like, this is the person that I need to be. This is, I need to be in the gym just like her. You know, I need to follow that. You know, I need to. So I think leadership is important. I think, um, cause leaderships aren't just like, you're not just hired as a leader, you know, a leader is someone you've, you're grown into, you're, you're molded into. And I think that's so important. I think is, I think a leader is important. Mm, wow. Yes. So 100% true. And wow. Well said. And you're so well-spoken, Mason. You are a leader and you're a leader for so many people, people in your community, people in your, on your team, your classmates. That's incredible. And I just love seeing our Indigenous women, because I'm an Indigenous woman, and so speaking to our women, I just love hearing and seeing how we are growing into and stepping into our leadership and owning it. And yes, setting those examples. And what a wonderful example you are, you know, like you said, for those up and coming um, rookie basketball players who are watching you and, and, and the others who, you know, are the seasoned players, if you will, who have that experience, you are setting that amazing example. That's so wonderful. Wow. Well, Mason, I just want to say that I've really enjoyed talking with you and I hope we can meet in person at some point. I'm sure we will down the road here Mm -hmm. when everything goes back to normal, whatever that normal is. (laughs) Um, But yes, thank you to your mom. I want to give Shauna a shout out. Thank you, Shauna, (laughs) for introducing me to you and for us connecting. And I'm so happy to have you on the show here. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it myself, too. It was actually my first podcast, so I'm glad it went well. <laughs> well, I'm sure it won't be your last, and who knows? Maybe we will see you out there like the Lisa Leslie's commentating and, you know, talking up the sports world and showing them how it's done. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> All right. Um, You have an awesome day and we will be in touch. Thank you. 